Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We've been talking about, no, we started last week to talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we said he's the most neglected member of the Trinity. We always talk about the Father and the Son, but we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, that's also, it's a bit of a problem, but it's also by design because the Holy Spirit is there to exalt, to point us to the Father and the Son. So our apparent uh, memory loss concerning him is probably by design, but because we found out, we saw that everything God does here on earth is by the Holy Spirit. Because the Father is in heaven. And the Son also is now seated at the right hand of the Father. So if you ever prayed for a sick person and they got healed like we had in the testimonies in the worship, that was the Holy Spirit at work. That ovarian cancer that gave way for someone to get a child, that was by the Holy Spirit. That gentleman who had a stroke and started running, defying the stroke, and by the way, he's still running up today. We met him the other day. That was by the Holy Spirit. Among all the other many miracles that you have all been talking about and reporting, that is by the Holy Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? And when you see all these miracles, you know, it's not just healing miracles. Do you realize that in the Old Testament, there were not many healing miracles? Most of the miracles were not healing miracles. In fact, in the Old Testament, the only two, three people who ministered healing were Abraham, Elijah, and Elisha. That's all. All the other mighty men and women of God, like Esther, they were not healing miracles. One was for saving a whole nation from genocide. Are there people? Yeah. And others. But ever since Jesus came, the healing miracles sort of just broke out because the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Amen. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I think someone needs to be encouraged. This morning, maybe you've been fighting disease for a long time and you don't feel like there's a breakthrough. And I think God is telling you that he will do it. Amen. Amen. Now, all of that to say, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is how, you know, God, the Trinity, Andrew Womack said that you trying to understand God is like an ant trying to understand the internet. So that's why we stumble about it. Is Holy Spirit, God, what, Trinity? Now, is it divided? Is it together? Is it that? <laughs> but you're following. At least I want you to understand that we are talking about the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. And then we narrowed it down and said, you know, God, the Holy Spirit is all right without us. But... He has been poured out upon us. And that uh, if you go around looking for the residence of the Holy Spirit 
on earth, you will not find it. Rather, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You might be walking right past the Holy Spirit when you walk past your neighbor. Because Jesus said, you will, he is with you and shall be in you. And then he told them, wait until he comes upon you. And we, we are looking at dimensions of relationship. The Holy Spirit in you, like a well. You know, Jesus was telling that woman. Uh, the Holy Spirit upon you, like a, a river. And then with you, like rain. Does that make sense? So I want you to embrace this message, even if you don't think you are into healing ministry. <laughs> because even to do, not even, actually more importantly, to do the kind of work that Claude does, feeding 50,000 people, rejuvenating economies. If you read Isaiah 61, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And hopefully we'll get there because I'm starting to enjoy before we even get to the scriptures. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. They shall rebuild ruins, desolations, broken economies, broken countries, broken justice systems, broken families. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit working in us through us, the Bible calls that the anointing. Yeah, that's the big word when you hear the anointing. That is the Holy Spirit at work through people. Amen. So I just decided to go with that side of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, because that's the part I want you to be interested in, because I want you to understand that you are, you want, you need to be anointed, or you are anointed and I want you to understand the purpose, why. Is that okay? So last week we were asking what is the anointing. And this week we are asking why the anointing. Is that okay? Are you okay asking questions? Paula, is that okay? Why the anointing? The anointing is the only fuel for true ministry. It's the only fuel for true ministry. Isaiah 10, 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. One other prophet said, It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by the Spirit. Now, I, that, I like, no, I'm not sure I like, but I like the picture that this text gives you. The anointing shall be destroyed because of the yoke. Now, here is the thing. If you live on planet Earth, I mean, I don't know if any people are listening to us from other planets. But if you live on planet Earth, you'll quickly find out that this world has problems. And mostly what we do when we come to church is to hide them and look okay. One old singer sang a song, I'm dying inside. Nobody knows it but me. Maybe that's your song this morning. No one can tell because you're smart, you're well-dressed, you put on some deodorant, 
So you're smelling good? Hopefully. But the inside, you're troubled. You're wondering where the rent for December is coming from. People are worried about Christmas. You are worried about rent. You even don't understand how anyone can worry about Christmas. Some people in my household were starting to urge me about buying another Christmas tree. I think the one that has been there maybe has been used several years and it seems to have shrunk. (laughs) Things shrink. Especially when you find that your neighbors have a better one. Yours suddenly... Yeah. Yeah, that's why people's cars get worse. Your car is perfectly okay until some guy parks the wrong car next to yours. You come and look at it and say, is this a bicycle? So, the world has problems and we are good at hiding them because we want to preserve our dignity. It's, it's human. You don't you want around sharing all your problems because people will think that your middle name is problem. So we carry burdens. We carry yokes. I was reading this morning a book, and the writer was talking about the wisdom of the world, which is in the book of James, sensual, earthly, and devilish. And the writer was revealing that most people operate under those three conditions. You either operate by your senses, so you're generally, and you're emotionally led. If you feel good, you do it. If you don't feel good, you don't do it. And that mat- doesn't matter whether it's wrong or right. So that's the sensual part. Then earthly. You have no eternal perspective. You see everything through earth's eyes. So that's why you care only about yourself. You are like, I'm trying to get the best out of my experience here on earth. I don't care about others. That's earthly. And then devilish. That's where you move from just being sensual or too earthly minded to be of help to uh, to your neighbors to now being under the influence of demons. Yeah. What a shock! That is James who writes that. Have they found it? I think it's coming. But then, the opposite of that is to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. Yeah? Yeah. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is what? Earthly, sensual, demonic. Hey! So bad. Now, the opposite of that is to be spirit-filled. Now, I'm, I'm trying to make a case for the Why? So you find that people generally, whether they are in church or at home or on the street, they are carrying burdens, yokes. So as people are walking in and the ushers are welcoming them, they are welcoming mostly yoke carriers. Do you know yoke? It's not the yellow of an egg. They, they, that's a different yoke. Burdens. Can you imagine? Have you ever thought about it? You wake up in the morning at your home and you start greeting people. 
Just imagine sacks on their backs. Good morning. Good morning. You're in the taxi. Everyone looks okay. They are on their phones. But there is an invisible what? Big bag on their back. They are like this. So even when you come to church, they say, welcome to garage, everybody. Let's stand up and praise the Lord. You're trying to jump up. and That's why most of the jumping happens up here. Very little down there. Because it is like, you came in like, oh. Let me go to church. Perhaps something will be said, sung, prayed that could change the scenario. Am I making sense? Now the writer says that that's the reality we face. Even if you want to deny it, that's the reality we face. But he says there's a solution. He says the solution is that that yoke that heavy thing will not just be temporarily relieved. It will be what? Destroyed because of education, because of the right numbers in your phone, because of what? The anointing, the Holy Spirit. Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So there's doing good. There's healing all. And what does it require? Holy Spirit and power. Otherwise we are subjected to this whole sensual, earthly, and demonic influences, just carrying burdens endlessly. Hey! Have you ever heard of something called the Sisyphean what? That guy who was condemned to push a rock up, up the mountain. Huh? Huh? Sisyphian task. You keep pushing. You keep pushing. But it's always coming back. Hey. Don't you ever reach a point and say, I need a break. The solution is the Holy Spirit. The solution is the anointing. Now, to show you how important the anointing is, Jesus told the disciples in, in uh, no, 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 no. Even before Jesus telling the disciples, Jesus himself did not go out to do ministry until he was filled by the what? By the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3, 16, 17 says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Next verse. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, no, from heaven, not from seven. A voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And you know, that's when Jesus' ministry started. Before that, he was at home making furniture, 
cooking porridge. Oh, I don't know what else they did in those days. Making sandals, repairing uh, wheelbarrows. Now, if, if Jesus, eh? if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to make a difference, hmm, hmm, uh uh. If Jesus, that one we shout about the whole time. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to make a difference, you and I have this issue of the anointing. There is no choices. There is no options. This is about denominations. And what you like or dislike. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to make a difference. It's virtually impossible to do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So even Jesus, he had to wait. Now, he instructed his disciples the same way. What does he tell him in Acts 1, 4, 5? And being assembled together with them, he suggested to them yeah? what does he say he proposed to them he peradventure if happily what what yeah he tried to convince them what does he say he commanded them you know when you're a disciple you are commandable if you are incommandable, you are not a disciple. You are just a roaming thing there, a person, you know, that Jesus loves, but we don't know what to do with you. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Next verse. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. It was a command. Guys, don't move a muscle until you've received the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you'll not be able to do what I'm sending you to do. And the people said, Amen. Hey. The Holy Spirit is the only true, the only fuel for true ministry. Now, I would like to suggest that to minister effectively, you need the anointing, the Holy Spirit upon you, in you, with you. More than the right education. Now, I'm not saying don't be educated. You see some people they can cut out just one small part of the video to, to become different. Because <laughs> if you're not educated, then you won't even be able to read the Bible to tell, you, you know what I'm saying. But you, you need the Holy Spirit more than the right education. Yeah. Because most people get educated for themselves to sort out their issues. You will be thinking people went to school for you to sort you out. No. Yeah, they knew I can't go back to the village. I have to pass. Okay. So you need, you need the Holy Spirit more than a what? More than the right education. 
thank God for education. Where would I be if I couldn't think, read, write? But you need... So I'm, I'm, giving, I'm telling you things that you already have, like the right education. And I'm telling you, you need the Holy Spirit more. The Bible says that when the Sanhedrin looked at Peter and John, and realize that these were uneducated and unlearned men, Acts 4.13. They took notice of them. Hmm? They marveled. First of all, they marveled. People will marvel at you. Amen. Amen. You will be a marvel. Amen. Do you know that's where the word marvelous comes from? So I'm here trying to tell you a prophecy. You're just there. Yeah. They, they will marvel. I'm telling you, God is going to lift people in this ministry. Yeah. Who will be a marvel, a wonder. People will marvel, like, you know, because, you know, these things, it's... Now, did you see Claude? Eh? You Didn't you marvel? If you didn't marvel, then half your brain is problematic. Like, it, how do you feed 50,000 people a day? That's marvelous. It should cause you and I to marvel. I'm struggling to feed my five at home. I told you, the temptation was too great. Let me move on. Now, if we are following people like that, unless we are bad followers. Don't you think that over time people will also start marveling about us? Because yeah. when you follow, you also try to do the things that people who are ahead of you have done. And when you do that, you become a marvel. People look at you and they're like, Achikolatia. How is it possible? So anyway, these guys, they had just made a, a cripple walk. So the Sanhedrin was examining their education certificates. As if... <laughs> it has anything to do with... They discovered they had none. No PROE, UCE, USCE, diploma, nothing. You see, when you don't even have a, a, a degree in business or a diploma, nothing, but you're running a business that people are just marveling. We have here people who have no, they've never been to Bible college, not even for a day or even one morning, not even outside. You know, when you are outside on the veranda and then you overhear something by the lecturer. Nothing! Because they're running churches with 2,000 people. It's marvelous! They marveled. They marveled. And they realized they had been with Jesus. So you need the Holy Spirit more than a good education. 
And I know this sounds so contrary because everyone has convinced you if you don't have the PhD, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Look. You're going to get that PhD and just be useless sometimes because you were even pursuing it for all the wrong reasons. You needed to prove a point to someone that you can also be educated because they once looked at you and told you, you're light, you're, light. you're not heavy enough. Be like, I will bring here the papers and you see. You need the Holy Spirit more than the right connections. See, most, many of us, all our lives are about the connections. Hey! It's one thing finding connections. It's another when you are the connection people are looking for. <laughs> yeah, someone is receiving that. I remember being at a certain church that I will not name it. It starts with the letter of the alphabet. I went to attend and like maybe you came here today and you are ushered to the very back. Now, this church is designed in such a way that when you are at the back, you're not so far. Now, this church was tube-like. So, yeah. And because I was visiting and at the church I was attending at the time I was in the worship team. So when you're in the worship team, your general structure in your head is to always be towards the front as much as possible. So I don't know whether I was sleeping in my head or what. I just walked towards the front seats and I was ushered backwards. Thousands. Yeah. Where you need, you know, some equipment to be able to see the preacher properly. Anyway. Okay, I'm exaggerating. But I liked the church, and I liked this pastor. the pastor. I really liked this pastor. So, what, what I heard in my heart, maybe it was the Holy Spirit, was if you embrace the process and you do everything right, one time you will be preaching in this church. Have you ever been somewhere where you're so far at the back and you start entertaining thoughts of being so, f so towards the front that you're on the podium preaching? Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. Have you ever been that person who is always trying to take pictures with the, all the important people? You scheme, you whatever, you maneuver. Selfie, can we have a selfie? Hey! Now that's okay. It's okay to have pictures with important people. But it's, there is something about life where if you keep doing the right thing, eh? because you're having a picture with a person who doesn't know you, if you keep doing the right thing, one time the person will, will invite you to, to take a picture with them because, because they know the person. Hey, come, come, let's take a picture. And then you take a picture. You know, I know. Don't get annoyed. I'm just telling you how to live life. Yeah, because you'll be disturbing everyone for pictures. 
Never imagine that having a picture with someone puts you at the same level with them. No. I reduced the volume. I'm frozen. You can't hear. Internet is off. <laughs> having a picture with someone doesn't put you at the same level with them. I'm not saying don't have pictures, but don't make that your life's ambition to have pictures. Rather, be a progressive person who one time will be invited by those important people to take pictures. You know, like for me, I can now take a picture with Claude. Yeah. I'm not at his level, but he can invite me to take a picture with him because he knows my name. We're out of time, please. <laughs> anyway, I was saying you need the Holy Spirit more than the right connections and the right selfies. Because the Holy Spirit is a lifter. The self you can't lift you. You need the Holy Spirit more than the right location. Yeah. You need the Holy Spirit more than the right resources. Everyone thinks if I had this kind of money, I would make it. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's why you don't have it. device is not working. Internet is unstable. <laughs> Double check if your neighbor is happy or angry. And then start interceding for them. Yeah, everyone thinks if I had the money so and so has, I would run the business. They do. No, the business didn't come out of money. If I had that building, I would also do a church like that. This next one, I will not teach it here. Yeah, I only taught it in school of ministry. This one. Yeah, the level of misinterpretation that can come out of this one. Yeah, let me move forward. Luke 11, 13. If you then, being what? Evil. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In other words, Jesus is saying, when it comes to good gifts, when the father in heaven thinks of good gifts, the one that is the ultimate good gift is the Holy Spirit. Ah, you see how you change your prayer life? You see how you change what you're praying for? Yeah. Remember, we are talking about the why of the anointing. Why the anointing? Why the anointing? Because you can't do ministry without the anointing. Our Lord Jesus didn't do ministry without the anointing. He told the disciples not to do ministry without the anointing. Now he tells us the Father, the 
Father's best gift to you this morning or whenever you want it is the anointing. Yeah, more than all the other things. Because once you have the anointing, all the other things will show up. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm rushing and I, got, I have to rush. So when God lavishes his love on you, he gives you the anointing. He gives you the anointing. Oh. Why the Holy Spirit? Now I'm going to shift gears a bit. I'm still in the why. But now I'm assuming you want or if you've wanted or you have and some people if you are a good Pentecostal you probably don't have a problem with what I've been saying already. But you might have a problem with what I'm about to say. Yeah. It's like I just come to create problems for everyone. It's an anointing. Yeah. You create problems and people still love you. Now, Acts 1.8. Yeah? So, I have convinced you that you need to have the Holy Spirit. You must be anointed. There is no alternative. But then, up to, to what end? To what end? I want you to shout and say, I'm anointed too. That too is just a T-O. Please don't add a W. And don't add another O. (laughs) But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the end of the earth. He tells them the whole point of receiving the Holy Spirit is to be something. To be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. And even sort of suggests a scale. Says Jerusalem, you start there. Judea, Samaria, at the most ends of the earth. It's like everything God births in your life that involves the Holy Spirit has stages. Bishop Dad talks about four stages. He keeps talking about four stages of ministry. Like even Jesus. Bethlehem, Nazareth, Galilee, Jerusalem, where he finished. Now this one starts at Jerusalem, which is your locality. Judea, your region. Samaria, that's National, because Judea is down, Samaria is, is in the middle, Galilee is up. So, like national level, uttermost of end of the earth, international. So, that thing, the kiosk in Chalwajala, could go global if you embraced how God thinks. Yeah, you can be international. You should be international. Guys, don't, don't die an unlived life. You can't just restrict yourself to some corner in Chira municipality and, and start shouting for us how you've made it. You have not made it. You've just started. We need to, we need to go. We need to think. We need to dream. We need to pull off the covers. Get out of the box. 
Anyway. Yeah, I'm starting to lose the point. Witnesses. Where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. Yeah. It's even this church of yours. It's trying to fulfill that vision. Mm. Yeah. Jerusalem, we started here in Kampala, Katikati. Nakawa now, Nakawa people, I send you greetings. You are the mother of us all. Hey! What would we do without Nakawa? Then we kept growing. Now Nalia, then Gayaza, then Entebbe, Ginger. Now I feel like we've almost got a hang of this Judea and Samaria thing. Huh? I mean, we are in Arua. Most people don't even know Arua is in Uganda. Because it's 500 kilometers to get there on some interesting roads. I need to have two spare tires. Arua people. Arua, Mbale, Mbarara, what? We are going. Fort Porto. Yeah. And now we've started to. Now we're in Nairobi. Okay, that's Kenya. Someone asked Obang. Ne Kenya Chirimu Nairobi. Oba uh ne ne you ketchimu London, you know. Anyway. Ah, Nairobi, Kenya. We are registered identity. And we are registered identity in the United Kingdom. Of Great Britain. It's Great Britain, not Great Britain. Okay. <laughs> Jerusalem, Judea. When the Holy Spirit is involved, the thing keeps going. The business keeps going. Multiplying. Now, before you go to the other country, you need to first succeed home, at home. So get, stop operating in, uh, what's that thing called? Hey, is this the clock? Anyway, anointed to. Look for 17. Uh, give me 18. The time is up. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus' teaching. After he had received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Hey, to what? Okay, let's try some Pentecostal options. To shake. Come on now. To scream. To laugh. To roll. To fall. To run, to sweat. Everyone, why are people keeping quiet? I thought we were in the scriptures. Yeah, I know this room is full of Pentecostals like me. I'm one of us. And look, all this stuff is lovely. Ah! I mean, what is life without shaking? 
and falling and rolling. You see, we have even tiled the place so that you're not hindered, you're not fearing dust, what? Just go. In fact, we haven't got to bring a carpet so that now those who fear getting hurt, mm, soft landing, shagabe, lebaba, rekete. Come on now. We are ready. Beautiful. Magnific. Now, all that stuff is wonderful. Yeah, I like it. I mean, if I could shake every day, I would. But unfortunately, now Jesus brings in other things. To preach the gospel to the poor. Hey! You know, we used to be a cool, nice church. Of mid, we used to be a middle class church. Everyone understands English. Everyone behaves a certain way. We keep time. What? If we, you, you know, Kasoda for, yeah. And then the Holy Spirit came in new ways. God changed our levels. How we go places and meet our family members. No English. Not at all. No shoes. No, no. Nice dress. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just hanging, eating, rejoicing. Yeah. Then they bring you their gifts. An egg. Some potatoes. Ah, it's so good. You people who are stuck here on your laptops, I don't know. Come, 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 let's go. Come, let's go. You need to go. We need to go visit our members of our family, this church family. They're everywhere now. They don't talk your, too much luzungulunji, too much English. They're just... Mm. Do you know how I know Claude is anointed? The people is reaching. Mm. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hmm. I hate to extend this to other people who are in fields that I'm not actively involved in. But since I'm the preacher today and I have the microphone... I can start disturbing a bit people who are just too much English doing their little small businesses for middle class customers. Your business is lacking anointing. Until you figure out how to serve the poor, you're still joking. You're playing. Yeah, you're, you're broken upstairs and you don't even know it because I can tell you Bishop Doug says 90% of the world is poor. 90%. So if we are going to preach this Luzungulunji gospel, some of you just coming in your Sunday best, we tell you let's go for evangelism, you don't want. Okay, go find another church. Yeah, we are longer here for you. For you, we, you are going to heaven. You, you can read. So go. Yeah, we, are, we want to go to places where people are suffering. They don't know what to do. They, are not, they don't have education. They, they, hey! 
we are going. We'll bring, keep bringing you the videos. Since you're so cool, you'll watch the videos. But we are going. Yeah. And you business people. Huh? I'm about to call you a business conference. I will just be prophesying the whole time. Seriously. And some of the prophecies will not be so good. Yeah. Because you're, you're stuck. You're trying to serve high-end people. Who told you you were called to serve high-end people? Aren't you anointed? If you think you are an anointed business person, show me your clients. I will tell you whether you're anointed or not. Yeah. I will show you whether you're anointed or not by the clientele you're serving. We are here wasting. We can't change a country like that. You can't change a... You see, it says 90% of the world people in the world are poor. That's for the world, including U.S. Now, when you come to Uganda, it's not 90%. It's 95 plus 98%. That's why you have a small clientele. You're stuck here on some street in Kampala. Stop playing games. Hey. It's time to become serious with God and his calling on this church and your life if you're a member of this church. Yeah. To the poor. Ah, to the poor. If you haven't reached the poor yet, you are not anointed. You can roll, scream, what all you want until you're dirty, but there's nothing in it. Just, 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 you're just feeling good. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. That's how you know you're anointed. Who is coming to you? The people who have it together or the people who have they are just yeah, broken. Yeah. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Proclaim the acceptable of the Lord, the year of jubilee. They are when there is economic reparation. Hey. Economic, you know, all these other things, by the way, that you see up there, much of their source is economic problems. Economic problems create sickness, brokenness, everything that you're trying to fix. So if you don't fix the economy, the other things you're just fixing temporarily. Take me to the Isaiah version as we finish. Even the time is not agreeing with me, so at some point the preacher has to quit whether he wants to continue or not because the time is up. Yeah. When, what? Where were we? To those who are bound, verse 2. Verse 2. Pastor B3, you better be running up here. Pastor proclaim the acceptance of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. Do you know that you need the Holy Spirit to be a proper comforter? Otherwise, you're just there blatting stuff you shouldn't even be speaking because you went with your about what? Yeah, to comfort people who mourn, you need the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Hey. Yeah. You know one thing you realize... I know because we are called to church planting, so almost half of you are going to be pastors. If, if not more than half of you. 
that, you know, church used to be nice. Hmm? You come, praise and worship, increase the volume. That day our first member died. Eh? I wasn't well prepared for that day. Sophie into. I will never forget where I was when the text came. Sophie has died. Died? You know, when you're a young church and you, 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 don't, you don't think that people should die, you think everyone is supposed to be around until Jesus comes. Then she died. What a shock. I'm telling you. <laughs> this whole church thing. Yeah, that's why you need to. Anyway, you need to be committed because this is for life. We need to stand with each other in difficult times. Over time, you realize people die and you must offer comfort. Comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified and they shall I want to preach verse 4 that's why I was stuck with it they shall rebuild the old ruins the, the anointing after the shaking, the rolling, the falling the jumping, the screaming there is rebuilding. There is rebuilding things in your extended family. Yes. Your aunties and uncles are now old. You're the one. You're in charge now. Stop hiding. You're no longer young. No, it's your turn. People in this church, you're supposed to be leaders in your families. They shall raise up the former desolations, repair the ruined cities. Cities. Desolations of many generations. What shall we say to these things? Over to you. Wow. Would you please get up on your feet? Let's appreciate Apostle Mose for a powerful word. How do we respond to a word like this? as we are being reminded why we need the Holy Spirit, not only for ourselves, but for our communities, for our families. And um, I'm going to ask you right now, I know that God has been speaking to all of us about different things in the room, all over the room, wherever you're watching from. I want you to just lean in and start to pray and allow God to minister to your heart this morning about what he wants you to do to take action on his word this morning. And I want to speak to those of you who are here in the room or in whichever room it is or watching online and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. 
as your Lord and Savior. Without Jesus, you cannot encounter the Holy Spirit who is the real power and fuel we need for life. And so I want to give you that opportunity right now. You're here, you're watching, you're in a room somewhere, and you've never met Jesus, Lord of your life. There is no greater gift than to encounter the Lordship of Jesus because he gives you life in its fullness. So I'd like you to make a bold step today and just put your hand up. You're saying, I'm saying yes to Jesus today. You're here in the room and you want to say yes to Jesus or whichever room it is. Don't be afraid. Fear is not from God. Just put your hand up and someone will run to you, a pastor. You know, they'll come where you are. Just put that hand up straight without fear. And the pastors just be on the lookout for any hands that are going up in the room. Thank you, Jesus. Just put that hand up boldly. No fear. You're breaking fellowship with brokenness. You know, pain, years of heartache, and you're saying, I want to say yes to Jesus. Or just feeling lost. Thank you, my sister, for that hand. Or you're just feeling lost, and you're saying today, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to say yes to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I believe there's still someone. Just put your hand up. We're not here to embarrass you. You're around family. We just want to make, you want to make that choice and say, I'm breaking that thing over my life and I'm saying yes to Jesus. I want to be born again. Alright. For all those hands in the room and across, you can, you can put that hand down now that someone is with you. I'd like us to pray a very simple prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Today I welcome you into my life as my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you're born again. Can you help me make welcome the people in the room today that have said yes to Jesus? There's a party in heaven. If you're watching and you made that decision, you can send us a message on 0775-642449 and let us know that you made a decision to follow Jesus. I also sensed, as Apostle told today, when he kept talking about burdens being broken, yokes being lifted, that God is lifting yokes and burdens this morning and you need to let go. Because if he wants to take it and I want to hold on to it, there's people who need to walk in forgiveness. You've carried unforgiveness in your heart for so long and it's stopping you from moving forward. It's like poison in your soul. And God wants you to release and, and walk in forgiveness today. He wants to unburden you from unforgiveness and pain that you've carried for years. You're living from pain. Everything you're doing is to prove a point to someone. You don't need to live to prove a point to anyone. You need to be empowered to live the life that God has for you. So receive your healing from pain, from depression, from carrying pain from your past. Today, God wants to relieve you from the burden of unforgiveness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is still moving. He's still proving just how great he is. And there is healing in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I have a great sense. You know, according to 2 Chronicles 20, 20, we shall lack. 
by the word of the prophet. And Apostle Moses has said that between now and December, there's going to be incredible miracles happening. I have a big sense in my heart this morning that God, the healing happening today is of what you think is impossible. He's going to deal with other diseases today. Healing is happening all around. But there's a special anointing and emphasis today on diseases that you deem impossible, okay? So for some of you, you're in the room right now, you're watching online at the locations, but for others, you're the contact person of someone who's dealing with a seemingly impossible disease, okay? We are going to take a step of faith. Amen. Wherever you are right now, there's a burden you've carried. Okay? There's a testimony that was shared of a lady that was in her periods for seven months. And she sat under the teaching of Apostle Moses and she was healed. Yeah. It's that type of thing where you've been carrying pain, where you've been carrying, maybe it's a cancer, maybe it's a kidney issue. I hear the word kidney a lot. A liver issue, a heart issue, a cancer, HIV, things like that. For someone, you've, you've, it's, it's, it's a diabetic thing that's, that, that's causing many issues. We're taking a step of faith. Just put up your hand. You're in this room, you're watching online, or you're in the room on behalf of someone else. I see the hands going up. Members of Worship Harvest, there are hands all around you. We're going to pray in the spirit, and if you're next to someone, just lay hands on them. God is moving today. You're anointed to heal. There's healing happening. Do you receive that? Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Now, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the anointing. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues, you can receive that now everywhere and all the locations, hosting centers, homes. Just receive that. It's not complicated. God wants to give you that. Just receive it and start speaking as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. We're out of time. Our next service is going to start five minutes late. So it will start at 11.20, not 11.15. So thanks for being patient this morning. Now, the last thing, I really feel like business people, since you're yes. all watching this service and, and all the locations, there is something, I, I've, I get a sense that Claude's visit is not in vain. Yes. It's to shift us from this idea of, I started business for me, survival what, to start thinking how we can do big time transformation of communities using business as a catalyst so I want you to receive that yes. just receive that I've, I get a sense God is speaking to us business people to stop this survival mode survival mode wherever I are, just lift your hands business people as we pray thank you father for these people that you've called and anointed for business we speak that they will reach the poor that they will reach people, the majority of the people, that they will stop the elitism in business and understand that the call to business is a call to national transformation, not family survival. So we receive that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm going to invite Claude to pray the blessing as we go. Can we welcome him? Can we receive him? Let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful for your presence this morning.
we are so blessed to know that you have made this promise of the Holy Spirit and you give it to whoever asks for it and as we learned this morning we cannot function without it we cannot be a blessing to our families, our neighbors, our community, our country, our continent, unless we have it. So Lord, we thank you for that gift. We thank you for the word. And we pray that you go before us, you go with us, you go behind us, out as we seek to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And may the grace of our, of our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, Christ and, the and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming out for Garage. See you next Sunday, 9 o'clock. And those who are coming for the next service, that's 11.20, not 11.15. You're blessed. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.